If you're a Disney fan, you may be familiar with the cute deer character Bambi. The 1942 animated feature film of the same name has become a Disney animation classic. In China, there is also a very popular animated deer character called the Nine Colored Deer. An animation film of the same name also became a national hit in the 1980s. Interestingly, the original story of the Nine Colored Deer was depicted on the murals of the Dunhuang Mogao Cave 257 about 1500 years ago. Welcome to our new episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Today we will visit Cave 257 and find the nine-colored deer. Northern Wei was the first northern kingdom in China. It was established between AD 386 and 534. By the nomadic tribe called the Tianbei, it's another turbulent, war-ridden period in Chinese history. The Northern Wei Kingdom ruled the northern part of China. Its rulers were among the first and most well-known supporters of Buddhism, which allowed this essentially foreign religion to flourish in China. At its peak, there were over two million monks and nuns in the country, accounting for almost ten percent of the total population. Not surprisingly, the Dunhuang Mogao caves, built with royal patronage during the Northern Wei period, were particularly magnificent. A notable example is Cave 257. This cave contains some masterpieces of the narrative story paintings at Mogao, including the only Jataka illustration. Using an animal as the protagonist. In Buddhism, Jataka are stories of the Buddha's previous lives. Let's first take a look at the construction of this cave. Cave 257 is a central pillared cave with a flat ceiling at the back and a sloping gable ceiling at the front. On the gabled ceiling are painted wooden rafters or beams, along with lotus and palmette. A pattern like the radiating leaflets of a palm. Souls born from the lotus, birds such as peacocks and parrots, are painted in between the rafters to describe a scene of paradise. The central pillar in the back connects the ground with the ceiling. On the front side of the pillar is a niche with a preaching Buddha, the main statue of the cave. The Buddha is sitting with legs pendant. Feet flat on the ground and knees slightly apart, his right hand raised upwards and left arm extended forward. He is wearing a monastic robe resembling a Roman toga, draped across his left shoulder, with his right shoulder exposed. The folds of the outfit were produced by sticking on strips of mud and molding natural and smooth lines. In the central pillar caves constructed during the Northern Dynasties, this is the most popular style for the main statue. Now let's take a look at the murals. Cave 257 was the first cave on the site to adopt the style of laying out narrative paintings of multiple scenes in a horizontal band around the walls, instead 
of linear chronological sequence. The highlight lies on the lowest part of the west wall. There are narrative story paintings of the nine-coloured deer, a well-known story in Buddhism. The deer was one of the Buddha's former lives. Wary of hunters, the deer was careful to stay hidden, and she had never been spotted by people who ventured into the forest. One day, she heard the crying of a man who was drowning in a river. She plunged into the river and saved the man. She asked the man not to speak of her existence to anyone else, and the man agreed. Later, however, the queen of the kingdom in the story dreamed of a multicolored deer. In order to bring the deer to the queen, the king offered an attractive reward of money and land to whoever could capture the deer. The man was poor, and he was unable to resist the temptation of the reward, so he offered to lead the way to hunt for the deer. Learning she had been betrayed by the man, the deer called out in a human voice and told the king what had happened between her and the man. The king spared the deer, and the ungrateful man suffered from sores all over his body in return for violating his pledge. In gratitude for the freedom, the deer offered her services to the king. The king asked the deer to serve as a teacher of the Dharma. In Buddhism, Dharma means the universal laws of nature, which are applicable to everyone. The deer agreed, and her teaching explained that despite all the complexities of the Dharma, its central message was simple and clear: compassion and respect for all lives. So the king promised to protect all the animals in his kingdom from then on. The story itself is interesting and moving. It promotes the Buddhist concept that benevolence and good deeds will bring good retribution. Ungratefulness and evil deeds will incur severe punishment. By the fourth and fifth century, Buddhism had won the backing of Chinese rulers. A key method for Chinese Buddhists to spread their influence was creating stories involving people or personified animals, and painting was an effective way of spreading the Buddhism stories. Just like many youngsters and adults today are fond of comic books, our human ancestors also enjoyed picture stories. The mural painting of the nine-coloured deer inside Cave 257 is the earliest form of picture-based storytelling in China. It is well preserved and is a masterpiece. The various episodes of the tale proceed from the two sides of the painting towards the centre, where the climax of the story is depicted. The inner world of the characters can be found in details. For instance, the deer is not portrayed as kneeling before the king, as narrated in the original Jataka tale, but standing tall and holding its head high while making an eloquent appeal. The image emphasizes the fearless nature of noble beings in the face of brutal force. The king's compassion and concern for the deer is expressed by his lowered head while listening to its appeal. The color scheme of the mural is very decorative. The earth-red background creates a rich and profound visual effect. 
hues are alternately used to depict the houses and the chariot. The mountain peaks in the foreground are represented by alternating malachite green, ochre red, white and black. Inspired by the story and the wall painting, an animated film was made in 1981 in China. The plot of the story, the image of the characters and the colours of the cartoon were all based on the murals of Cave 257 and brought people a new artistic experience. In fact, in order to make this cartoon well, the director and art designers of the cartoon movie made a special trip to Dunhuang in the summer of 1980 to gain some first-hand experience. The group walked along the ancient Silk Road for nearly two months and lived in the Dunhuang Mugao grottoes for 23 days to copy the murals and seek inspiration. The final film length was only 24 minutes, but the team created and designed more than 200 scenes and painted nearly 20,000 pictures. It became a classic in China and has influenced generations of audiences. Back to the murals of Cave 257. They are classic pieces of Northern Way and share the characteristics of the time. The human figures are bold and rustic, dressed in Central Asian style. The background is reddish-brown and the tone is strong and warm. Also, the colouring technique Yun-Run, which originated in India to achieve a three-dimensional effect, is widely used. The ruling class in Northern Wei were not the Han ethnic group from central China, but people of the northern Tianbei nomadic tribe. Knowing that the Han people's technology, economy, culture and social structure at that time were far more advanced and sophisticated than their own, the rulers of Northern Wei vigorously pushed through social reforms to help stabilize their rule over China. The Tianbei tribe didn't have their own written language, so the Northern Wei rulers encouraged people to use Chinese words and names. They also promoted interracial marriage and asked the people of its tribe to learn Han Chinese culture, to wear clothes in Han style and so forth. They even moved their capital city from the west to central China's Luoyang city, a place considered the cradle of Chinese civilization. The decision to move the capital city to central China was difficult and it was fiercely resisted at the time. In the end, the Emperor Xia Wen of Northern Wei had to use some subterfuge. He said that he was marching his troops towards central China for a war. He then stopped in the city of Luoyang and convinced his, by then, weary troops and administrators to resettle there. The Emperor Xia Wen, greatly influenced by his mother, who was a Han woman, carried out a series of social reforms aimed at enabling the nobles of his tribe to conform to Han cultural standards. As a result of these changes, the Dunhuang Mugao caves built thereafter started to show increasingly more Chinese characteristics, and we will find the evidence of this evolution in our following episodes. Before we end this episode, let me ask you a question. We know the Dunhuang Mugao Caves is also called the Thousand Buddha Caves. 
among all the Buddhas, do you know which one has the most attractive smile? We will reveal the answer next time as we continue our exploration of Dunhuang, the largest Buddhist art gallery in the world. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sanliang John Du for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you.